you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychoanalyst, or psychiatrist. So please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health assistance or therapy you feel you may be needing. If you're listening to this introduction, we have officially entered season two of Still I Rise. I'm very excited to talk to you guys more about this journey because it's officially been a year since I've started my journey as a survivor of narcissistic abuse and dealing with somebody who was addicted to methamphetamines. And uh, if you are a new listener to this podcast, I welcome you with open arms. However, if your journey is still fresh, I strongly recommend that you listen to season one of Still I Rise, the earlier episodes, as I feel that it might be more helpful to your situation. As I continue on with season two, I'm very excited to be sharing with you guys upcoming projects and some of, you know, the updated stories that have been going on afterwards. As I know that I have been missing in action for a few months, I'm excited to share with you guys some of the stories that went on. And I do continue to hope that this will help. So thanks again for listening. I look forward to this brand new journey with you all. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in. It has been a while, but I have to be honest with you, my friends. I've had to take a step back and really just absorb everything. In fact, I felt like I hit a wall and it's gotten to the point where I realized that there were certain certain things that I needed to do. Now, what I have to share with you guys in this episode might be a, a bit shocking. And um, even for me, it was shocking that I actually gathered the strength to do this. I decided to face what was basically harboring any negative emotions that I had. And believe me, it took a lot out of me to do this. But, you know, I I knew what the outcome was going to be as far as where my emotions were going to be, where I was going to be mentally, emotionally, and psychologically. But I did it for my children. So stay tuned and let's just get a quick word in from the sponsors and I will return shortly. Welcome back. Well, over the past few weeks, I've mentioned I've gotten sick. And I think, you know, all the medications that I was on basically took a toll on how I was feeling emotionally. I usually, as I've mentioned before, don't take a lot of medications because I don't really like what chemicals do to the body. However, with how severe my illness got, I had to actually take these meds and um, you know it wasn't easy for me it was really hard to recuperate from from all of it and 
you know, of course, um, I was on steroids, I was on hormones, and so it really took a number, did a number on my body, as well as it did on my mind, and so it was very difficult. I just found myself having difficulty communicating with others. I found myself trying to hide and basically avoid being around other people because I was ashamed of where my state of mind was. It wasn't easy. You know, it was it was extremely difficult, but with that being said, you know, after everything was said and done with that, I found that I really needed to go on to the next step and I had no idea what that was because I felt like I hit a wall. I wasn't sure what I needed to do, but I noticed that my children kept talking about how much they missed their dad and you know, and just reminiscing about certain things when their dad was still, you know, doing well. And I can't take that away from him. I can't say that, you know, he wasn't a good father when he was in the right state of mind. So, you know, with that being said, you know, I thought thoroughly about, you know, making this decision I thought about whether or not it would have been a good idea to, you know, open up those floodgates and and allow him to see the boys. You know, he was still incarcerated and it was tough. It was a tough call to make, but you know, I had to I had to think. I had to figure it out quickly. So Anyways, that's basically how it played out. I found myself going back and forth. Should I do this? Should I not? How will it affect the boys? You know, and so, you know, every time that my boys would talk about their dad, it was hard. Uh, You know, I found one of their dad's belongings It was a little key that he had for his humidor for his cigar. And I said, here, this is your dad's. And they immediately took it from me and said, well, I guess we can use it for memories. And my eldest basically hung it on his wall. And they said, well, we miss him, but we don't want you to get mad. And I told them I'm not mad about that. I just, it's hard, you know, and as much anger as I had and everything that he's done to me, you know, I felt that I had to be the bigger person and finally bury the hatchet. As my family was giving me such a hard time, I knew that it was time for me to just, you know what, with them in a sense, being the, th- the third party that was basically, you know, in a sense, causing drama 
I was like, okay, you know what? I need to hear this and you know directly from the horse's mouth. And now that he's incarcerated, you know, of course they sing different songs in there, but you always hope for the best. But they have no choice but to listen when they're in there. So I decided. I took them. It was hard. They wanted to see him. And, you know, I felt that that was probably the best thing I could have done for them. Many people will tell me, why did you do that? That's not really the best place to take them. They're going to be scarred. But, you know, they have to be able to make that determination for themselves. And I'm trying to raise my boys to become their own person, to become independent, you know, to basically see things for their own eyes and to be able to make that call. Now, with that being said, you know, I'm glad that I went because it was a good visit. Of course, you know, there was a, a few things here and there that got a little bit messy and ugly, and I do hope that it stays as it was and, you know, we're able to basically keep um, a good relationship after he's out and I hope that he stays clean you know of course there's so many boundaries and I got to actually speak to you know um, some good women in there um, that were visiting loved ones and you know I was able to just really pick their brains and I felt bad because I was there upset and mad and bitter and meanwhile everybody's there excited to see their loved ones and here I am very <laughs> profiling and judgmental you know and I had to kind of stop myself and you know it was bad because there was a there was a gal there that basically was excited to see her husband who she has not seen in two years well she's visited him but she was full of hope and said, I hope he listens this time. And I told her, well, just crack the whip and hope for the best. You know, I can't tell you that it's going to be okay. Every situation is different, but it, it was tough. Anyways, so just to kind of describe to you guys how it went down, you know, woke up early, took the boys and of course, parking was a nightmare. So I had to park like a block down, walk back, you know, and um, he wasn't expecting to see us. In fact, he was a little upset with me and asked me, why did I bring the children there when he has one more month left? So when we got to talking, he basically told me that you know, he wants to change this, this, and that. But, of course, it really is hard for me to just grasp that and believe it because, you know what I mean, it's the same song and dance. But we'll see what happens. I'm going to keep the, you know, I'm going to have to keep the, the boundaries up, you know, and um, just really hope for the best and hope that he fulfills that so we shall see you know but 
one thing that I have to tell you guys is, you know, you'll come to that point where it will be tough, where things can get overwhelming and, you know, sometimes you might be struggling in ways that, you know, in several different ways, whether it be mentally, financially, but you got to keep going. If you're able to make peace, then do so. Right now, I can't say that things are going to work out according to plan. I hope for the best. I don't know. I mean, I figure if I have the kids around him and hopefully things will help him, you know, help him to clean up. And we keep the relationship that we have as friends. We'll just see what happens. I can't. I know I probably sound very hypocritical because of everything that I've said and talked about in this podcast, but my friends, I'm only human, and you know, when you see your children suffering and upset it gets to you and you will do everything in your power to not just protect them but to do what you feel is best for them and it's like to see how happy they were afterwards to see that their parents were both able to sit down face to face and have a decent conversation without any fighting and yelling and just to see the look on their face was really it was a, it was a breath of fresh air to see them relieved and I'm going to do my best to keep it that way and I hope that their dad does his part but of course I'm still determined to keep them safe to protect them and to make sure that I continue to do my part in what's best for them. As I mentioned, it isn't easy. You know, and I have done this exercise lately where I ask myself, is this going to be self-destructive or is this going to be nourishing? It was a little bit of both because after I left there, in a sense, I kind of felt like I got a glimpse of my best friend. But at the same time, I started getting some PTSD again. But it was worth all of that because of my children. And I have never, I've never understood what unconditional love was about until I became a mom. I know that's very cliche to say, but I truly, 
truly feel that. And I apologize for being emotional today. But these past few days since I've taken them to see their dad, it hasn't been easy. And to add on top of that, everything else that's been going on with being ill and just having to struggle, it has not been easy. But I'm doing everything that I can to just have good karma come back. I'm trying to be a better person. And I'm not sure what exactly the lesson is I'm supposed to learn here, but I'm surrendering. I'm surrendering because I don't know what else to do when something inside me was telling me that it's time. It's time for me to, you know, just face all of this. So that's why I decided to do so. And I know that the truth is anything that I've done within this past year has never been easy. If anything, everything has been, you know, very difficult and just having to sacrifice a lot of myself. Having to swallow my pride and you know, I've done so much for those around me that I care for. You know, I realized that I left nothing for myself at times. And I've, I found myself completely drained out. And this is now where I ask myself, you know, what's next? What do I do? Where do I go? You know, I feel like I can't move forward. So I'm looking around me and trying to figure out what is the missing piece now. There's other, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's like putting together a puzzle piece. But there's pieces that you basically cannot move forward to because there's pieces in the middle that you need to find. And that was this. You know, I'm trusting the process. You know, one of the things I really also kind of shed some light on was basically my self-happiness. Am I depending on people and things to make me happy? I found that I was doing that quite a bit and I really need to take a step back and start taking care of myself and looking at things that make me happy. Because here I am again, being codependent. You know, I just... It's, it's very hard because sometimes I feel like my journey, I've walked a long way and now I'm going around in circles. I'm a little disappointed in myself. I wish that I was doing better. 
with this and you know I mean I I got to figure out what's next I got to come up with a game plan I got to start really having an you know having my goals out there and just really focusing on that because I have literally been going around in circles and it's hard for me to keep my head clear sometimes because it's just clouded with a bunch of negativity it's clouded with a bunch of you know just self-doubt and I'm wondering what in the hell is wrong with me you know if you guys are going through this I wish I could tell you guys it's normal I wish I could justify, you know, um, all of the things that I'm going through right now. But unfortunately, you know, I, I can't, I guess it's, you know, I guess it's okay to be human. I guess it's okay to have feelings and, and things like that. But it's like, I guess at this point, I'm kind of at that stage where I'm like, okay, enough is enough. I've been just that basically people have just been consuming from me and I'm not getting replenished or nourished and you know I need to start recognizing those things and I really need to start sticking up for myself and that's exactly what I've been trying to do you know I've had quite a few people that have been just asking and asking and taking and taking from me but it's like they're not really replenishing what they take you know and honestly that's how it should be when it really comes down to it, people, you know, I mean, even when we take from people, we need to be able to give back. You know, it's like, for example, like, this is a horrible example, maybe, but, you know, when you have, like, okay, my mints, my mints, I give back, I water them, <laughs> you know, I water them, I basically... Um, get rid of all the dead shrubs around it, you know, so you're giving back. You're making sure that you're nourishing. You're basically, you know, thankful for what it has to give you and offer you. So you basically take care of it. Otherwise, it'll die and you won't have that source. And that's how it should be with people as well. People need to feel appreciated. People need to feel that they're taken care of. You know, and it's like this past year I've just been giving and I think I've got myself to blame for that because all I've been doing is giving. All I've been doing is just really trying to be that superhero that has got everything. But the truth is, it's like I can't do this alone. And if I do have to do it alone, then that's great. But I really have to make sure that Anybody that is going to be on this journey is going to be contributing rather than just consuming. It's not easy, you know, um, and it does, it, ha it does and has taken a lot out of me. I'm actually burning some sage as we speak because I've definitely had a lot of negative energy from earlier on the last two weeks and also this morning, you know, um, But I really need to evaluate what I want in my life, who I want in my life, and what's going to be good for me. You know, the last few days, it's been, like I told you guys, a rat race in my house. It looked very depressing in here. It was a mess. But with that being said, you know, I, I really needed to 
just take a break. And I feel horrible because I told one of my, one of my friends that I'm so sorry. I am struggling mentally and emotionally right now. You know, people think I'm odd because I do sage and because I burn Palo Santos and I have my healing crystals. But, you know, truly, I'd rather just heal spiritually, you know, than try to numb my pain. And I'll be honest with you, my friends, I have had just dire need for cigarettes lately. And I have actually folded on that but lately I'm like no I, I need to do what's right and I need to move forward because smoking is self-destructive it's self-destructive and I need to really just focus on nourishing myself nourishing rather being rather than being self-destructive what exactly am I doing to take care of myself and it's just like even though I felt like I was taking care of others as I'm taking care of others I had this misrepresentation that these people were going to have my back and take care of me but you know it's like I really got to start taking care of myself why am I depending on other people or a specific person it's not that person's fault because that's what I I thought was part of the bargain You know, and I think I just need to take a break and just focus on what I need to do. It's so bad right now. I just need a break. But it's like I can't take a break because if I take a break, it'll basically slow down the process of my goals. And I know that I really have to just think and unload and think and but I'm just beating myself up. The last few days, I've been able to sleep very well and I think that's helped. I've been doing things like, um, I haven't been able to meditate as much as I would like, but I finally took care of my room. It's now clear in here. There's still a lot more work that I have to do. You know, um, basically talking to my ex has definitely taken a load off of my chest and hopefully that will go well. It's so bad at times, my friends, where it's been hard to even just get up and do certain things that I need to take care of. I take care of the bare minimum. That doesn't require a lot of effort. But lately, I've been you know, trying to kick myself in the butt. Get up. You need to do this. You have to do it. And it's just like, you know, it sounds like it's not really that big of a deal, but it is. It's hard to get up. It's hard to do things. It's hard. But you got to do it. So I'm going to leave you guys with that for now. Keep going. And, you know, let's wish each other the best of luck for right now. I'm going to continue on with these methods and really try to stay consistent with everything. And hopefully you guys will see a change in the next episodes or so. Thank you guys again for listening. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. And once again, we'll get through this together. Be kind to yourself. Have a good day.